clubhouse isn't something that's outside or out of their wheelhouse they're serving the same target audience they just found what worked and so when you need to ride the wave is when you see it going and you see where you can strategically jump in and it will bring a return to you when you need to get off the wave is when you're just sitting in those rooms and you're not doing a single thing with that information and Corey and i talked about this and we talked about it before as a as a team over consumption and so now you have people that are in there just consuming information but don't have any way or idea to actually apply it What's up, guys? This is Aisha Thomas, one third of the Act and Lead team. And I want to invite you to our free community. Yes, our free community, because the reality is when I started on this journey of building my business, personally develop, I really needed more access to information, resources, and the right connections. So I was able to get that. And I know for some of you out there, you might not have access to that, but we're giving you that, right? And the way you can get access is by texting ACT and LEAD. Again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587. Again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587 and get access to this community that's going to get you that information, get you those connections, get you those resources that you need as you level up in the different areas. If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, if you're a leader within an organization or even in the household, whoever you are, we have connections all over the place and information that's really going to help you in this season. So connect with us again, text ACT and LEAD to 443-230-5587. See you guys in there. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire Presents the Act and Lead series. And on these series, myself, Corey Sigu, and Tyra Shivers, the Act and Lead team, we bring you information, strategies, and tools from different companies, brands, businesses, major companies to help you effectively lead, effectively manage your teams, and effectively utilize the right type of systems in your business or how you even level up within the organizations that you support. Well, I wanted to bring you guys a taste of our newer series because we talked about Clubhouse. Now, if you've been living under a rock, Clubhouse is like one of the go-to applications that is invite only, but you can really connect with people all over the world. You can learn, you can grow, and even connect with people from so many different spaces. But the question is, what can we learn from how this company and these founders were able to make this app blow up? What kind of strategies and tools can we pull from it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So get your note-taking material, get your notepads, and let's get into this message. So before we get started, let's check in. What's up, Corey? How was your week? How you doing today? Oh, man, a week has been lovely. Um, you know, same old thing. Uh, you know what? Matter of fact, let me just be real to people. Um, I found myself in a rut this week. But then I had to step back and realize I was like, some progress is better than progress, like no progress at all. Uh, and you know what? We always say like, oh, man, we're doing great right now and stuff like that. But there's always these times where you step back and you'd be like, man, am I moving as fast as I should be moving? Like, am I doing the things that I should be doing? Um, but yeah, I just I just stepped back this week and was like, you know what? I'm still moving, though. That, that's all that matters, because there's a lot of folks out here who. You know, even in my journey, I saw them start at the gate and they're hot. And then I'm like, whatever happened to such and such? And so, yeah, man, it's just, it's just realizing that I'm still going. 
that's a real thing. You know, that's a real thing. And I think that it's important for us to share that uh, because sometimes you do look at people and you're just like, man, I'm trying to be like that. So what I've tried to do a little bit more, because a lot of the people that I see have been in the game for years. Some of them has been decades. I know Tyrus has a mentor um, that utilize, he utilizes through one program and I follow him as well on LinkedIn. And he had posted something like he got this certification. And I, I heard myself saying that. And I was like, this guy has been doing this for a minute, right? And I'm comparing myself to somebody who has been doing it. Once I get to, hopefully, I started this a little earlier because he's a little more seasoned, right? He got some grades. He got some age on him. So by the time I get to his age, I probably will be light years. Um, based off of where he is now, I might be a lot more further. So sometimes we have to realize that a lot of people have had their, the skin in the game for a lot longer. And sometimes we're comparing and we haven't even really been doing that much. But again, progression is even if you're just taking one step. All right. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. What about you, Tyrus? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Any hurdles this week? Any leadership tips or some things that you recognize you had to assess this past week? So same thing. And I think we all had our you know week this week because we didn't talk like we normally do. And I and I had told you guys in the in the group message that I this week was just an off week and i think that as entrepreneurs as leaders as humans we have those weeks we have those times where hey it's just not going the way we think it should go and like core i'm like man i'm just not told my wife i'm just not where i want to be as fast as i want to be and so what i had to think about was and to your point, Aisha, should I be where I think I should? I'm looking at people and I saw the same individual, my mentor. I saw that certain. I'm like, yeah, but he's been in the game longer than I've been alive. And so he is still working. And, and what I learned, though, was even though he's been in the game over 40 years, he's still learning, still progressing, still getting certifications and still being, he's still excited about what he's doing. And so my tip or my hint is whenever you feel like the road's getting tough or it's challenging and you have setbacks or obstacles, remember why you got into it and still be excited about it. Because if you're still passionate, if you're still excited, you will get through the roadblocks and the hurdles because I had to sit back and say, you know what, this is the path I want to be on. And these are the reasons why. Let me take that break, that that sit back. Let me step back. Let me just rest. Rest is great. It's good. And then let me move forward. So that's what I got for the people. That's good. That's really, really good. And the thing is, too, sometimes we think that people are like ahead. But then there's somebody, there's some people that look at us and they're saying like, oh, man, you you so much further. Like I've had this one guy, he was just like, man, I look up and I'm like, first off, you're a male and not saying anything is wrong with a male looking up to a female. So, but it was just different to hear that. And then he's like, man, I be, I be, I'm trying to get on your level. And I'm thinking like, what level? Like I'm still starting. I'm still. Um, so it is interesting how from the other perspective, um, from the other perspective of others, they think that we're light years ahead. So there's so many things that you can learn from one another. But again, um, just like we all said and echoed that in this process that there are some people that might be what you consider ahead of you, but one step is still a step in the direction where you basically are trying to go. Um, and also recognizing that even people who are at the top level are still getting certifications. They're still growing because like we always say, leadership is, in is innovative. Um, this space is innovative. Things change. So how you might have done leadership development or business at one time before social media, 
it's different now. Marketing is different. There's so many different new tools that people are utilizing now that they never utilized before. So this game is something you have to constantly grow and develop like the Michelle Obama book. I love becoming because we're always becoming even as business leaders, um, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and then leaders in the household. But anyway, no, and hold on, Aisha. Let, yeah, let, for let, sure, let me, for sure. Something I don't want to. I don't want to get off this. Um, so you said like we, you know, we're looking at these other people and like what they're doing. So I found myself this week, and I was having a conversation uh, with an individual, and we were talking about how, and we've helped it before. So I'm gonna just give a shout out, shout out to Kayla, um, you know, with with her Jean Marie uh, products. But we were talking about like how we hype these people up who they hustling and they might've got a few thousand dollars or they, you even made a whole bunch of money at one point in time, but it doesn't last. And so it was like, we were, we were discussing just kind of like, I want to be rooted like in everything that I do. And I want strong roots in that, but on the internet, what keeps getting praised. And I think this may be a good segue in for you, uh, for you, Aisha, but on the internet, we keep praising and using social media and having discussions to be like, Oh my God, this person's doing so great. And then two months down the line, you'd hear nothing from them. And so it's like you were hustling versus like actually building a business. And shout out to what is, look, that's my dog. I'm about to talk about it real quick. But she started a whole health, like a, a, a skincare service. Um, but then it's like, now you're on the internet trying to sell Nike, Nike track suits. So I'm like, so what's, what is the business? Like, which, which one do you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you sell soap and lotion and all that stuff? Or do you sell Nike, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nike track jacket <laughs> units. Like, but that's the thing is I see a lot of people online doing stuff like that and we can look at them. And this is really for the starting entrepreneur. You look at them and you're like, oh man, they're really getting it. But in reality, and my heart is with you, Ty, my heart is with you, but in reality, are you really getting it? Because all of your brand is like, who's going to buy the skincare and the track jackets and the other stuff? Like who's doing like, I don't know why I would be going to this person. So longevity will take effect at a certain point in time. And then that, that will get wiped out. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to miss that because I think a lot of people look at these other people or these other entrepreneurs or businesses that are coming up. And they're like, oh, my God, they're really getting it. Like, why am I not, why am I not moving that fast? And in reality, they're not playing the long game. They're playing today. And so let me jump in right there on that piece, because this is what I started doing for that specific situation, because you can get wrapped up. And I've been wrapped up in trying to look at the shiny objects online and looking at people, you know, success and what we think of as success. But what I started doing was actually trying to build a relationship with those people, actually trying to get an understanding of what they do and how they do it. And once you start to peel back the layers, you will see who is really in and who's really not, who is just shining for the camera and who is actually down working hard. And so just as a tip, if you're wondering who should you follow, who should you like, stay with those people that you follow over a long period of time and watch their content. And then if you can offer up something of value to them, try to get closer, try to get in a framework to start understanding, okay, what can I do to learn more? Because a lot of what we get is that theory and non-substance. Oh, if you do X, Y, and Z, you'll be a millionaire overnight. How? And when you start asking the how question and they don't give you 
pure practical tips or something that you can apply, then you know they're just shining for the camera. And to your point, Corey, those people who shine for the camera, you'll see them hot for six months. And then three months later, you don't know where they are or who or what happened. And so at that point, we got to begin to shift and really follow those people who are really in the game. And it is, and I tell you people listening, it is not going to always be shiny or glossy or pretty or beautiful or even exciting. But if you want to last, if you want to, if you ever seen a picture of Bill Gates, we always bring it up. Mark Zuckerberg, any of them, look at their pictures, Warren Buffett. Do they look excited in their pictures all the time? <laughs> I mean, you hardly see them smiling. But we know that they're successful because of what they have produced. And it's not for show. It's not flash. It's not shiny. But if we're looking for a level of success, then we need to start looking at the people who are really doing it. And that I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about health. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about family. I'm talking about look at those individuals who are winning in all those areas. Those are the people who we want to get close to. We want to support. We want to follow them. And then we want to add value so they can pour back into us. Take it over, Aisha. That was good. That was good. See, you know, got to check in, tap in. And, and, and what you're saying, again, is so good. Um, really study the fruit, right? Look at the overall picture. Look at the historical information of that person, that individual that you're following and see, has their brand been consistent? Do you see them consistently changing? Um, again, we look at people and we have to remember always that social media is the highlight reel. You're always going to see the um, same stuff. But just like Corey utilized the example, you went from skincare tracksuits. Maybe the track suit, excuse me, the track suits feel good on the skin and it helps nourish it and bring it back to life. Maybe that's the correlation. <laughs> Maybe it's not. But essentially, make sure you really analyze the fruit and recognize that in this process of business or entrepreneurship um, or leadership or whatever space that you're in that um, there are going to be parts and seasons where it's not not always exciting. Um, there isn't always a fun day. Um, the goal is to try to make as many fun days as possible, but you will hit those bricks and um, bricks in the road or hit those uh, pivots in the road or areas in the road that you just got to navigate around. So just recognize that in this process that you'll continue to build and grow, move forward and be able to navigate these issues and these problems you might face, you know, uh, effectively, but keep moving forward. But anyway, so today, I know why y'all here. Y'all saw Clubhouse. Y'all got excited, right? Um, and I know some of our podcast listeners that are going to be listening to this. Uh, you know, we also do this on Facebook Live. But anyway, so Clubhouse. Clubhouse is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, this is an app that I utilize on a regular basis. These gentlemen don't have iPhones, so they haven't been able to participate. I think I almost talked Tyrus into getting an iPhone. I told him, like, this is a business expense. This is beneficial, right? Shout out to uh, Coach Love. She talked about how she's going to invest in an iPhone because she understands the benefit, but I tried. I think I was almost there, but he reverted back, all right? But soon I um, Clubhouse will be open up to um, these individuals, these Android users you um, soon. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about Clubhouse. So what is Clubhouse? If you've never heard of it, if you're under been, been underneath the rock, but it is a audio application. When I say audio, it's pretty much a space that you go into 
Um, and it only you can only utilize your voice to communicate. So um, you'll have a profile picture. You can have a bio. It attaches to Instagram and Twitter. And pretty much you can go in there. And a lot of people, what it initiated, it started off as it was really a space for networking. It wasn't as ex as exciting as it was before. But what happened is that there was a flood of people that had that were introduced to it. Um, and the only way you get into clubhouses is right now it's invite only. So the only way you get in is if somebody invites you and then you're in. So the way the app looks is that once you get into the clubhouse, the big clubhouse, you're going to see a bunch of rooms and they call that the hallway. And in the hallway, individuals can have a bunch of conversations about a variety of topics. So when you follow individuals, depending on the type of uh, places or rooms that they like to go to, depending on the topics, you're probably going to see a lot more of those topics. So it is strategic about who you decide to follow on um, Clubhouse. But pretty much just imagine going into a space and they have a bunch of mini workshops or a bunch of uh, discussion groups that are happening. So you'll see anything from entrepreneurship to what's going on in the news to, I mean, just, hey guys, let's check in. Um, I believe that they have some rooms where it's like, you know, Sunday dinner. So everybody's eating there on their app and they're just talking about whatever, but pretty much you can have a discussion about a multitude of things. And I think what's great about it is it, again, it takes away um, maybe the whole idea of you seeing people visually and people are connecting from all over the world. And that's the beauty of it. You meet people you've never met before. Um, you have people from all over the world that are on there. And again, you're connecting and having a variety of conversations. I love it. Um, we've been able to get you know, some few clients from it or a lot of people that we've been able to really connect with on it. And I just love the app. So when we're talking about Clubhouse, right? I mean, I, get, I know you guys have heard about it. I've tried to talk you guys into getting an iPhone. You haven't, so you're waiting patiently. But um, as we're talking about what Clubhouse is and what you guys have seen from your perspective, because again, you're on the outside of the club, okay? You can't get in right now. What do you guys think has attributed to the rise of Clubhouse? Because, um, again, from what I'm seeing, it really, I, I think it's just, it, it, they really started to um, make the system effective. And also, I think it came a lot from word of mouth. So the more people talked about it, the more the buzz grew. And that made people want to um, learn more about it. But from your perspective, I'm going to start with Tyrus because I almost talked him into it. What about hearing about Clubhouse made you even consider getting an iPhone for a second? What was it? So it was for a hot second, too. I'm talking about I was like, hmm. So they did, you know, the founders did something that they've done before. This is not something new to them. Paul Davison and what's the other guy's name? I had it in front of me. I missed it. Ah. Uh, they're going to get me. But anyway, those guys have made apps before, similar apps. And so they're not just coming from out of nowhere with this. They had a strategy for it. They they had a purpose. What made me almost want to jump in and go and get an iPhone to get this was, one, seeing other entrepreneurs say, hey, this is a way that you can spread your brand and pull in clients. And I'm like, okay. Let me get on a platform where I can share my expertise and move to different rooms to do that, to just drop that value, drop that knowledge, and then people will come or gravitate. The second thing was fear of missing out. When people hype stuff up, and this is what we call that crowd, it's the crowd. They, they built in exclusivity. 
So you had to have an invite to get in. They put it only on iPhone. They knew what they were doing. They started out with celebrities. They passed this around. We're, we're not talking about two guys that just came in off the street who started an app and passed it around regular folk. We're talking about an ex-Google exec. Well, he wasn't an exec, but he worked for Google for a long time and another venture capitalist. So they had money and they had relationship. So when they started passing this around, they passed it around to our A-list celebrities. When you see Oprah on something or when you see somebody else wealthy on it, and they say, well, these people, and you can get close to them, that made me want to get close. Okay, I can get in a room with Master P and p have a possible chance so he, I can speak and he can hear my voice. You can't get that anywhere else. When you're listening to him on YouTube, there's no, interac there's no interaction there. You can comment, but they don't really read those comments, and when they do, they're just passing through. But if I could get on the stage with Master P, and say something that he might hear it and it might ping, then I have an opportunity. So for me, it was like, for different people that had different reasons for wanting to get on, for me, I wanted to get on because strategically, I know that it's a way that I can get my voice out there and I might just get my voice in the right room to blow up. That's good. That's good. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, and that, so, and you, and you hit the nail on the head right there. I want to get my voice in the right room and so you so what essentially what you have is an app that you can listen to me and you can hear my voice and I can voice my opinion and I can give you my take on different things. But the other part is and I thought this was genius is the exclusivity to it. I got to have an iPhone and we know how iPhone users are like just ride or die for them. It's like you got to have this iPhone. If you don't have the iPhone, you're basically I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. Um, but that's the thing. So it's only for iPhone and I get to go on a platform where I can voice my opinion. I can get around people where we can have conversation. That's community. People love being in the community. And uh, to be honest with you, if you think about it, they just did it on a very micro scale. I guess micro as far as there's this app that you have to go on and actually log into. But think about it. Let's say you're traveling and you go to a different state. Like the community and where you come from starts to bring people together. So and I'm and I'm gonna break this down for some people. So you go to a different state because you're going on vacation uh, or matter of fact, I'm gonna start here. You go to a different city and then you go in there and they be like and it happens to me all the time. Are you from Louisiana? Oh, I'm from Louisiana, too. What part are you from? Um, or I'm gonna start with city. What city are you from? Boom. Oh, no, never heard of that. But when you meet somebody that's from the same city, you're like, oh, man, I'm from there, too. Then you go to a different state and they're like, oh, you from Louisiana? I'm from Louisiana, too. Instant friends right there. And then you go to a different country and they'll say you're in France. And they're from, oh, where, where are you from? I'm from the United States. Oh, I'm from the United States, too. And it's it's the community that starts to bring people together and the, the commonness in what's happening. Because everything that I hear about Clubhouse is people getting on for business and, you know, wanting to want to talk about these different topics and all this stuff. So we can all join the room at one point in time and basically fellowship around what our thoughts and opinions are or what moves we should make and all that stuff. So it was to me, it was a it was a dead giveaway of like blowing up. It's different from Facebook or Instagram, or anything like that, where it's just like, yeah, I'm just posting. Right. But if I can get into a room where we can literally have a conversation in real time to be able to do these things, like to talk about this stuff again, different than IG. Because on Instagram, you can join my live, but you can't talk back and forth with me. You can drop a comment. 
you can join my Instagram live. You can't drop a comment in there. I mean, you can't talk back to me in there. Now I'm on Clubhouse and we can literally just go back and forth on it. Uh, so that's what I think that's the biggest piece of blowing up. It's the community, the exclusivity. And I want people to catch these principles, the exclusivity to it and the commonness that brings everyone together in a room in real time. That's really, really good. I mean, you highlight some good points. And again, when we have these discussions, we don't solely want you to, of course, you're consuming information, but also get the little pieces of nuggets and the things that we can learn from these organizations and these businesses and these individuals who come up with ideas. Because just like Corey and Tyra said, that exclusivity, right? You can only be invited in. And everybody's talking about it. People are um, posting on social media. I mean, creating flyers. And you're just like, man, where is this place? You're seeing people um, do screenshots and they're showing how many followers they have. Like, where is this place? What is going on? People are talking about how you can be in a room with Master P, how you can be in a room with Grant Cardone, how you can be in a room with Damon John and all these celebrities that are on there on a regular basis. And you're literally having a full-blown conversation with them. You're learning from them on the go, on an app. They're there in that moment at that time. This isn't pre-recorded. There's just so many things about it that makes it interesting. And then just like Tyra said, then you start getting the FOMO and you're just like, man, am I missing out? Like everybody's talking about it. Entrepreneur, depending on what industry or what space you're in, you know, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you were just hearing it from like, man, I'm getting so much personal development and things that's helping me grow as an individual. You have to get on it. I know you can't afford therapy right now. I know you can't afford um, to get in that community right now, but this place can get you this and that. People are like, man, they start to wonder if this is somewhere they should be to the point where they are even considering purchasing a whole different, a whole different um, uh, uh, cell phone or whatever to get access to it. So I want to, I want you, I want to um, go back to you, Tyrus, again about this. How does this benefit Apple? How does this benefit Instagram? How does this benefit Twitter? Because even if you look at how many users are on a clubhouse, so it started off with 1500, it, it wasn't even worth that month much. By May 2020, the goal was for it to be worth $100 million, right? You reached that. Now they're talking about a billion dollars, right? A billion dollars. So as of December 2020, um, Clubhouse had about 600,000 users. But by but if you compare them to Facebook, uh, Facebook has 2.7 billion users and Twitter has 330 million users. So yeah, let's really, let's let's think about that. Let's think about how they have been able to be strategic about, yes, outside of them making, creating FOMO exclusivity. What about those other companies and these partnerships that they have that's connected? How is it benefiting these other uh, spaces as well? And what can we teach the people about, um, about the process and the, the benefits of thinking about, okay, when should I ride the wave and when should I not ride the wave? And how is it going to benefit my business, my brand, or even leveling up as an entrepreneur? So when I talk to other coaches that I mentor and they talk to me about Clubhouse, I ask them, the first thing I ask them, what's your strategy behind it? Why are you there? What is your vision, your mission, or your purpose? And what do you look to gain from it? Being on Clubhouse means absolutely nothing to me if you're not taking something from it or if you're not giving something. I think people think there's a, a brag, braggadocious about, oh, I was on Clubhouse for six hours. And? What what did you gain from that? And so when I think about the strategic partnership that they made, 
and I don't, I'm not sure if they have anything on paper with, with Apple or with Twitter or with Instagram, but they chose those platforms for a reason. They chose to allow only Apple for a reason. And that's because Apple is looked at as safe and secure with their product. And they know the loyalty of Apple members. And so like Corey said, when you have a loyal fan base and you roll something out to them, they're going to sell it, sell it hard. Apple users and consumers ride or die for Apple. Apple can have a secure. The number one thing you hear is Apple never has any security blunders. And then when they have one, people just ignore it. And so I think that when they were creating this product, they looked at Twitter, they looked at Instagram, not as competitors, but as, hey, the people that use these platforms, we want to get them on ours. So let us tie in and let, let us be able to link them to our platform so that you can move and people can come over. And that's why I believe that when, and the guy's name, the other guy's name is Rohan Seth. He's a seasoned entrepreneur and technical genius who spent years working at Google, working on Android and Maps, in addition to starting his own companies. When I look at their brains and what they were doing, they knew that people would ride this wave if they offered something that people needed. And that was the voice piece. You didn't have a voice. The other thing they learned was, okay, not everybody wants to be on camera. So let's not force that. IG missed that mark when they forced you to come on live on camera. That's the only way you can post with some kind of image or you can go live. You can't just do text. You got to have something else there. Twitter, at that time, no voice. You're going to only do the short tweets. So they brought in the missing link, but they also added the gateway to the other platform so their people would come. And that's just strategic genius. It's strategy. They didn't wake up and just say, hey, let's throw this app together and it's going to look good. They went through different iterations. In 2012, Paul started a company called Highlight, and that explored how to bring people together that were in physical proximity to others. So like Corey said, if I go somewhere and I meet a new person, I can bring up my app and we can get on the app and talk if we're in a certain range or motion. And then they brought up or wanted to create another app that was before Clubhouse called Talk Show. And that was aimed to make podcasting easier by helping users find other speakers and streamlining the usual tools. So when those things didn't quite work out, and I want to go to the point of don't give up on your dream. And Aisha, you said something earlier that I wanted to go back to really quick was, and Corey brought it up too, with the knowing your audience and what you're selling your product. These guys made different iterations of products that all were related, bringing people together in a social manner using apps. Clubhouse isn't something that's outside or out of their wheelhouse. They're serving the same target audience. They just found what worked. And so when you need to ride the wave is when you see it going and you see where you can strategically jump in and it will bring a return to you. When you need to get off the wave is when you're just sitting in those rooms and you're not doing a single thing with that information. And Corey and I talked about this and we've talked about it before as a, as a team over consumption. And so now you have people that are in there just consuming information, but don't have any way or idea to actually apply it. And so what they're going to do is they're going to end up saying, man, I spent all this time on Clubhouse. I learned a lot, but I still don't know where to go. And so now what do you do? So ride the wave, get in there. I, I almost bought an iPhone. Close. I'm talking about, I was thinking, I'm going to Verizon today. But. 
then I thought about, okay, I can wait because I, first Aisha's in there and I, she can handle it. She got it and I can wait it out. And then two, I started planning. As soon as I get in Clubhouse, I have a strategic plan for what I'm going to do in there, why I'm going to do it, what I'm looking for my return on the investment of time I'm putting in. Now I have a strategy. So when I do get into Clubhouse, oh, it's going to be on and popping because I know every single thing that I want to do. If I didn't have that plan, I probably wouldn't get in because I'm at the point now to where I just don't consume information just to be consuming it. Nah, and that's the and that's the thing is like understand like and you talked about like consuming right and I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a little bit but the the i guess to get to get on the point of what do you what do you learn and all that stuff is i think it's really good for those people trying to figure themselves out like to try to to try to get into different areas and different spaces to where you're exposed to these types of things so had i to be honest with you and and this is nothing against Grant Cardone. I know we had brought him up earlier, but let's say I'm in a real estate game and, um, you know, I'm moving and shaking right now or whatnot. Had I been in that space already, it makes sense for me to learn from Grant Cardone. But Tyrus, and you can probably attest to this, Grant Cardone's methodology ain't for most people. So he's like hopping a game, buy 300 units, like save you money. Don't even get into real estate unless you can buy multiple units at one time. And his multiple units is like hundreds at the time. So think about that when you get on there and it's like, what do I learn? And it's kind of like finding a mentor, right? Like I want people to think about using Clubhouse as free mentorship because I can go in there and who do I need to find that can immediately help me? Do I need to be in a room with Master P or do I need to be in a room with the person who is currently scaling their business? And then now I can figure out how to scale my business. Once I've scaled my business, maybe I need to go into the room with Master P. Maybe I need to go into the room with Grant Cardone because I've scaled up and maybe I've scaled in. Right. And now I can go and do the things that they're doing. I just and, and matter of fact, I'm going to just bring it up right now because you talked about overconsumption, uh, Tyrus. The issue that I see with people is, is that is it's consuming and consuming and consuming. And then there's no action behind it. And then you just see the people and they're just like, man, I, I've been on Clubhouse all day. I've been in this room. I've been in that room. And I'm like, so how's your life changed? And then for the people who have an actual business in there and they're trying to do this business. So you spend all this time on Clubhouse and then you're doing these rooms and you have these check-ins and doing whatever whatever the terms are that's in Clubhouse. Y'all correct me if you need to. Um, you just shoot me in the hall or something like that. But with the what did what what did you get? Did you convert anybody? Because people are like, man, I got fifty new followers, right? But who spent money? Because ultimately, that's what's going to keep you in business, right? Like, it'd be really cool if we like we all went to a restaurant and we like packed the restaurant out and was like, let me get the water and then bounce. Like, we don't get it. We didn't get anything from it. I can't stay in business by doing that. And so, that, I think that's just the biggest part for me is when you say. You know, I'm on Clubhouse. I'm doing business. I'm doing like, you know, man, it's so good to grab the like people are on there. Man, I'm grabbing clients and I'm getting business and blah, blah, blah. And then you like, but so what have you done? And they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, I met some pretty cool people. That's not doing business. That's just that's building relationships. And that's cool. All right. That's a part of how you cultivate the business. But at the same time, if you spend so much time, it's no different than being on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and you're getting more followers and none of them are converting into quite anything that you really have. So that's my uh, 
that's my piece on that, Aisha. I'm gonna let you take the rest. Yeah, I mean, because you're real. Like I said, um, you know, I'm in the club, y'all out right now. No joke, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but no, but in reality, um, that is the truth. There's some rooms that have gone on for 48 hours straight. Some rooms have actually gone on longer than that. And you do have to wonder that somebody made that point in a room I was in yesterday and they were saying that specific thing. They were like, you're in these rooms with all these individuals who are, their goal is to funnel you into their system. They're strategically putting, um, so you can uh, make people moderators. And if you're a moderator, you have this green badge and this green badge means that you can bring people up to speak. You're pretty much like highlighted as one of the key people in the room. So they'll have these rooms going on for 48 hours and pretty much the person will go on mute and they have these rotations. But the goal is, again, to convert this person and add them to their funnel. But they ask a lot of questions because there are some people who will say, I've been on there all day. Listen. And then they're like, you need to start assessing and asking if somebody could be on Clubhouse all day for a couple of days. Are they truly like, how do you have time to build a business, build a brand? Are you really effective and really grinding like you should? Because that time and energy could be going into that thing you're trying to build. So remember, are you over consuming? Um, somebody just dropped a comment. Shout out to you. Build a plan. Whenever you um, decide to invest time, energy, focus into something Ask yourself, why are you doing it? The why behind you doing, what can you get out of it? And uh, how much time does it make sense for you to focus on that in order for you to truly get the best out of it? Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. We are about to host something amazing this week. Oh my gosh, I'm so super excited. If you have not signed up, February 7th, we are hosting an Emotional Intelligence Mastery Class phase one, again, phase one. And the reason why this is phase one is because emotional intelligence is something that there's layers to it. So in this phase one, you're going to go through a half day class to provide you with insights and tools for increasing your awareness, right? So you're going to understand and have a level of awareness that you need, especially if you want to embed this in your programming. Um, you're going to, again, increase your awareness, influence and effectiveness as a self-leader. So you have to understand self-leadership. And also if you're a coach, trainer, and a professional, this information is so beneficial for you because again, now if you want to embed this in your program, you want your clients, your customers, those that you support to get to the next level, this is a course that you want to be a part of. So go to athleteconsulting.com backslash emotional intelligence. Again, athleteconsulting.com backslash emotional intelligence. And it's at a great rate. So back to Clubhouse. So we've talked about again, what Clubhouse is, the benefits of it, the founders. And now we're talking about this $1 billion valuation because we can really learn a lot about Clubhouse from that, right? So they've been able to really blow up and now you're talking about $1 billion. Well, Master P had something to say about that because from him, from his perspective, another part of what we do is do a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion work and talk about having variety, having a bunch of different things that's so important um, to really ensure that we have a, a diverse spaces so what do you guys say about what Master P said? Do you think that, you know, for a lot of people that, again, we're so much consumers and do you have other people that are creating these magical spaces, but within certain communities, we don't take advantage enough to really start building our own. Um, what is your perspective on that? Um, especially as we're in, um, we recognize that in Silicon Valleys and a lot of these tech spaces, 
there is a lack of diversity, there is a lack of equity, and there's a lack of inclusion. What can we start doing to make sure that we are opening up opportunities for those from um, African-American communities and other minority um, communities to start to really look at the apps and the things that they're creating versus focusing on, you know, the same type of faces that you might see on a regular basis? So I can jump in with that. And I listened to what Master P said, and he has a point. He, He does he said that we're making another one of them a billionaire. But then I turn around and I ask Master P, and Master P does a lot. I mean, that's our that's our mentor. That's our that's our guy. He does a lot for the community. He gives back. He opened up his show, um, the Master P Review. So he does his thing. But in this particular instance, I feel like Master P, you got on that platform. You helped bring people here. So now you want to say, well, we need to be creating. Okay, I get that. What's the plan? What plan for you, Master P, because you have the money and the capability and the connections and the business acumen. What plan do we have to have black tech, black entrepreneurs, black social media networks what is the plan to build that and launch it and turn it into a million or, or a billion dollar company because of course like he said you're taking or they're not taking our talent we're offering it to them all of our nba players our rappers our oprah him they went to that platform because of what they heard from somebody else why didn't they sit down together and say you know what we might have dame dash who has tried to create different um, things similar to this TV shows, networks, there are black entrepreneurs out there in this space. Why haven't those people, Master P, Oprah, anybody else that jumped on the rappers, everybody else that goes there, why didn't they get together and say, Hey, look, we making another one of them a billionaire. Let's go to this platform and blow it up. Let's support it. Because Master P also said, and I felt like he blamed the people. He said, oh, even if we created something, you would complain and say, why you call it Clubhouse? It's not a club. Why you do this? I don't necessarily believe it's the people's fault because the people will follow. When we look up to and and idolize our leaders, and whether you think of them as leaders or not, they really are. They're, They're in the position to control some things. So where the leaders go, the people will follow. If our leaders, our wealthy members of society, our all-star rappers, our whoever, if they jumped on those platforms or jumped on the ones that were created by black entrepreneurs, we would follow them there and we would grow and we would bring our talents there. When LeBron decided he was going to Miami, all LeBron fans went to Miami, except for those that were homegrown in Cleveland. I get it. They ain't going because they stand with the home team. But everybody else that was a LeBron fan went to Miami. When LeBron went back to Cleveland, we all went to Cleveland. When LeBron went to Lakers, we went to the Lakers. So if you truly want people to follow or to help us grow, you go there first as the leaders, and we'll follow you, and we'll help build it from there. Because I believe that we can produce those type of tech, that kind of technology. It's it's something that we can do. Silicon Valley is largely still not as diverse as it could be for colored individuals and for women. How do you change that? By creating your own and showing that it's valuable. And once you show the value, 
then you will start to get those investors, those venture capitalists, those other people that see that, okay, this can go somewhere. So let's do it. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's, it's the thing is, is we have to look at, and, and this what this what I'm gonna call master P out for this. This is where we have to, like you said, look at the individual and say, when an individual joins that particular platform, that particular team, the value goes up. Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. All of a sudden, Tampa Bay, I was like, hey, what? Nobody talking about Tampa Bay like that, right? Like they weren't talking about when Mike Glennon was the quarterback. Uh, they weren't t- like they 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 have a stat team, but Mike Evans was there and all that. And I'm not trying to talk football right now, but you didn't see people talking about Tampa Bay like that when they already had pro bowlers on there and whatnot. But then you look at, oh, well, Tom Brady comes over. Now Tampa Bay is a thing. Right. So you got to look at the individual. And once that individual joins that and to be honest with you, Master P, you probably you probably uh, helped build that billion dollar valuation because other people saw you and was like, oh, well, if he's on it. Yeah, absolutely. Grant Cardone. Oh, you're on it. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying 21 Savage and all that stuff. They frequented a lot. Oh, these big time artists or whatnot. Oh, they're on it. So let me go. Let me hop in the room and have a conversation with 21 Savage real quick. Like, I don't know what we would talk about, but you know what I'm saying? It would just be cool to, to actually speak to him. Uh, but that's the thing. Can we just create our own platform? Or let me not say our own. Can we create a diverse platform, maybe owned by a minority, whether that's African-American, whether that's Latin, you know, descent, whether that's even Asian, you know what I'm saying? And and then say all these big names, all these big stars come on there and then their valuation is billion dollars. Like, literally, that's the name of the game. No, go ahead, Tyrus. And the only other piece I want to add that ties that in is why we got to look at the reason why Clubhouse blew up. It's it's because it was started by people who already had connections and money. And so going back to the beginning, when they reached out to A-list people, they were able to get A-listers on. That's why they followed. So if I'm a regular just say I'm in technology and I'm just starting. Who am I going to reach out to to try my product? Master P, I can't even really, I can't call you. I have to try to get through your publicist. I have to try to get through all these people to even get to reach you. But if a venture capitalist called it already got a hundred million in the bank account, you guys will jump on their platform. I can't get in touch with Oprah to try out my product. So yes, we can build things. We can start things. We can strategize we can be strategic but if we don't have the connections that's not our fault and so yes you said we're making another one of them a billionaire however if we wanted to start it how would we reach you and if somebody listening no masterpiece send them that how can i get on the phone with you because i got some ideas and you can make me a billionaire (laughs) and i can make you some money but how would i reach you and so not having connections is not our fault and of course we have to grind and we have to work and clubhouse founders they grind and work they've been in the game they they built that over time but how can we start to build over time and then get our leaders our wealthy members of our community to see us and then help no and so and check this out because that's the perfect segue into the thing that i wanted to talk about have y'all heard about uh greenwood banking i think it is yep yeah so you heard about it aisha Right. So exactly my point. But Killer Mike started a, a bank, black owned, 
That way people can pour, you know, pour money into that and create like this banking platform. Now, I would say Killer Mike is a bigger name, but he's not a household name like that. You couldn't just go to anybody and be like, man, you heard Killer Mike or you heard of Run the Jewels or anything like that. Like they're going to be like, who? So, but I guarantee you the minute people start saying, oh, I bank with Greenwood. Oh, yeah, I got a bank account with Greenwood. And you're a uh, I don't know, you're some you're some type of LeBron or you're some type of uh, Dwayne Wade or or Chris Paul or you're Patrick Mahomes or something like that. The minute they start banking with it, they're going to be like, oh, yep, they trust it. So let me go ahead and go over there, too. And that's literally the only thing that you need. Not only you got to put the work in, obviously. So there are structures and frameworks and systems that that Killer Mike put in into that, uh, in, you know, into that area. But that's the thing. So I knew about it. Tyrus knew about it. I was like, oh, now I know about it. But how how many other people don't know about it? And these people are pretty, pretty well-known names within, I would at least say the black community. But just imagine how big that bank would blow up or how big that banking structure would blow up because he has big plans for it. And like he wants to really do a lot of investing back into the communities and all that stuff with, with Greenwood Banking. Just imagine what would happen if people treated his banking like Clubhouse and they joined and they had some money put in there. I'm, to be honest with you, FDIC covers you for two hundred fifty thousand. So if you're some, if you're somebody, man, put two fifty in there. Yeah. At least you're covered by the government. And try it. Right. Just try it. But then what happens is the name starts to hit and the clout starts to hit, and then you start to tell people word of mouth, right? Like that's the easiest form of marketing, I guess you could say, or the most trustworthy form of marketing versus me getting in front of you and be like, "Hey, y'all ever seen me before?" And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure who you are. Uh, but if they say, man, I really trusted this thing or I went to this place and they really took care of me, instant trust, instant sale right there. So that's the thing is like when when we create these platforms, we then have to have the have the star name behind it because that's the fastest way. That's what that's why we look at these uh these infomercials and they'll be like, Billy Mays here and with the OxyClean. Right. But I guarantee you, if it was like. <laughs> It, you know what I'm saying? Like some big time, if it was Warren Buffett on there and he was like, Warren Buffett here, I'm just trying to tell you the flex seal works. They're going to be like, absolutely. The flex seal must work. Warren Buffett signed off on it. But because Billy Mays is that I've never bought OxyClean in my life and I'm not buying whoever that flex seal guy is. And he's slapping the side of that thing with the water coming out. I'm not buying it. I'm probably going to go buy Gorilla Glue and try to rig it myself to try to fix it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like if you would have had the name behind it, everybody instantly buys in because they're just like, oh, look at him. He he bought into it, too. So I think that's the that's the biggest piece is we can create the platform, but we need these. We need the celebrity. We need the stars. We need the we need the people who will easily break a barrier for other people to trust it to then get on there. And then all of a sudden you'll see that entity blow up. So, I mean, again, what lessons can you take from this? You need the funding. Of course, funding is extremely important. You need the knowledge and the information. You need strategy. You also need the right kind of connections and the right kind of influencers. So again, just like when you're going out in your business, the more and more you can get um, your products and services and get someone that is that has a lot of notoriety or they have a lot of connections to utilize it and then speak to it, again, you're, more, you're probably more than likely to try it out. 
out. So those are some things you want to consider as you're building your brand and your business, or even again, as an entrepreneur, okay, as you're leveling up in your organization, how can you connect to someone that's within that C-suite or that executive suite that you can, again, they can basically be somebody that can put out a, like a little bird call and say, you know what? I have met Aisha a couple of times. She's worked on a couple of projects with me. She's very excited. Uh, she's innovative. She works really hard. And now there be, there be, be, excuse me, they're speaking about you in these different rooms. You might not be aware of, but when it is time for you to promote and when for you, when it is time for you to level up, they can say, oh yeah, you did speak about her. Oh, Susan said that Aisha is such a hard worker and she's innovative and she's She's supporting her team and she's only the mid-tier level. You know what? We might want to give her an opportunity. So it's so important that you, again, create a strategy as you are trying to build a new product and service. If you have a new idea and then also consider if you're trying to make it uh, uh, something that's diverse and, and something that uh, requires you to do additional action steps to ensure that it's diverse, consider that as well, because as you are, um, you know, uh, maybe building people within your leadership team. How are you going to make sure it's diverse? How are you going to make sure that you can, you create it from the ground up as a space that's going to be diverse? So again, as it's building, it's going to continue to maintain that level of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So again, you know, if we're going to make complaints, so if we're going to have expectations about others, what is your solution? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to support it? How are you going to back it? And then if somebody does come around and says, hey, check out this bank. Hey, check out this app. Go and support it and recognize that, again, everybody is strategic. Everybody's trying to pull you in and draw you in to focus in on their product and service. But if you truly want to see diverse spaces, if you truly want to see spaces that have inclusion and equity, those are the spaces you want to connect and really support, even if it's not the flashy new thing. All right. so. I know we have like maybe a few more minutes. So we talked a little bit about the positive positives and the negatives really in the space of overconsumption, how people a lot of us, you're spending so much time and energy on it, but what are you really producing? But now let's talk about how, again, from let's just wrap up and start talking about how can business owners, leaders, um, individuals that are trying to level up, how can you use Clubhouse to your advantage? Again, like I've talked about it, um, even if you're a leader that's trying to develop their rooms that talk about it, you might be someone that's trying to become more spiritually spiritually resilient. They have rooms about it. Um, anything that you need, um, information for growth, it's available to you on there. But for a business, what do you think um, this um, app can be utilized and what kind of tips can you give people in regards to really helping it leverage? They can launch their business. <laughs> Things that's going to help them leverage their business and also allow them to lead effectively. And I'll start off with you this time, Corey. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is go in there with a plan. Um, don't just go in there saying, well, what kind of information can I get today? It's kind of like a networking group, right? So if you go in there and you just say, hey, I'm just trying to talk to everybody and see who I can find. Like, that's not a solid plan. But if you go in there and let's say you're looking for a job and you say, you know what? I'm looking for a job in this specific field then I need to go talk to people in this specific field for me to say, okay, well, are y'all hiring? You know, how, who do I need to speak to? Like, can you get me in the door or whatever? Like, let's say I have a business and I'm at a networking event. If I need a videographer, I don't need to be talking to the sound guy. I don't need to be talking to the cartoon uh, drawer. Like I need to be talking to videographers. I need to be talking to those people. It's cool to gather by the way, knowledge is what I call it, but go in there with a plan. So if you're in a room, and you know that I'm trying to gain more clients, but you're in a room 
in with individuals that are, I don't know, just thinking about starting up, but your business is how to scale uh, business owners from six to seven figures. Well, what is the startup owner going going to give me in that room? Right. Like that, I, I have zero clients in that room because none of them are six six figure business owners right now that are trying to get the seven figures. Um, if you are a, uh, I don't know, a mental health coach or something like that, and you're in a room where it's like, let's talk about cars and, and exhaust systems and all that stuff. But you're like, man, I can't seem to find clients in this room. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, because the people that are working on cars and exhaust stuff, maybe, maybe they have stuff, but what are you attracting? Right. And so I want people to go on clubhouse with a specific use a specific need and a vision on what they're trying to gather from this, because otherwise it's just going to turn into this other social media platform where you're just in it consuming and there's nothing that you're really getting out of it. So that's the biggest thing for me on how to really either. And and that applies to building, scaling and whatever, go into it with that specific plan to where you can get specifically what you need. And so Corey hit that specific part going in, understanding who you need to be speaking to and who you need to be listening to. My addition to what he said, I'm not going to repeat it, is to go in and add value. Show that you are the expert in your field. And if you're just starting out, do the research and the homework that's needed so you can speak intelligently about what you're doing. We all had to start somewhere. You don't know everything in the beginning. However, that does not give you the excuse not to gain that information. And what you might have to do is you might have to choose a clubhouse room where you will just listen and you will gain knowledge in your field. And then you go to the room where you can, and Aisha, um, can you like comment? Like, how do you even get on the stage? So basically when you're in the app, um, so they have what they call the stage. You create the room, you're the moderator, you have the green badge and you can make other people moderators. So in order for you to come on the stage, they have a hand raising icon. And if you hit that, you'll the moderator will get a notification. Hey, so-and-so raised their hand. And now you have the option to allow that person to come on stage so you can hit it. They come on stage, they have to mute themselves and then they can pretty much speak. So it gives that moderator that type of control. Okay, but there's no typing, so you're not... Not at all. The only place that you can even learn about the person, they have a bio. So they have a space where you can type up a bio about what you do, how to connect. Like I said, it, it um, you can connect with them in um, Instagram or, so, or, excuse me, Twitter and Instagram on there. You can put your link for your LinkedIn. So pretty much the bio is the only written part where it pretty much maps out um, how you can connect with the person, what they do, and whatever they decide to put in their bio. Got it. So... When you're getting in this room and you need to add value, take notes, write this down, have your elevator pitch ready. And, you know, oftentimes when we hear that elevator pitch, we're thinking about pitching something, not necessarily. If there's a conversation going on, let's say about systems or processes or how to put something down, I can give you a quick one, two and three in 30 seconds. And that information is going to be so applicable and practical to where it adds value to you. And then they're like, ooh, let me go check out Tyrus' profile. Let me see what he actually works on and how do I can reach out further because he just solved my problem in 30 seconds, in one minute. So I challenge everybody listening, be so great at what you do to where when you when you have the opportunity, when you raise your hand and they bring you on that stage, whatever the conversation is, don't try to sell them. Don't try to pitch them something. Don't try to give them the course. 
give them the solution to that problem or pain point that they're discussing in 30 seconds. If it takes a minute, if you got a minute, do a minute. But if you can do it in 30 seconds, somebody's going to be like, ooh. I had a client that she had been working on trying to set up her calendars and do everything on, she said, for like, it was weeks. And she tried different platforms. She couldn't figure them out. And we got on a call. And in 10 minutes, I said, you go here, you go here, you click this, you click that, boom, you set up. She was like, I've been trying to do this for about a month. And you did it in 10 minutes because I am familiar with the product that I work in and I, that I claim to be an expert in. And so that only wants people that like, okay, now I can really trust that tires knows what he's talking about. Had she got on with me and we had to figure it out together. Then she's like, well, he don't really know as much as he says he knows because he had to figure it out with me. No, I knew exactly what she needed. I solved it and then told her how to do it with the other products that she uses or try it out. Can I do this in this calendar? Yep. Can I do it in this one? Yep. This is how. So when you get on that stage in your 30 seconds, have your elevator pitch ready, deliver massive value to whoever's listening. And that is how they will follow you. So know your audience, know what you're going to talk about and deliver it confidently. Because, you know, people listen to Master P because they've seen that, oh, he built this empire. I know that I can get this information. People listen to Grant Cardone because he built a real estate empire. They know they can get information. Why are they going to listen to you when they don't know you? You got to deliver massive value. That's really, really good, Amy. And then some additional tips to make sure you do have quality information in your bio. So allow the um, specifically, it's just like when you are creating um, content on social media, you might only in Clubhouse, if you first hit that person's name, you're going to be able to see like the first couple lines of their bio. So what information can you put there that stands out? I help, again, I help uh, corporate leaders and business professional develop personally and professionally to improve their communication, their performance and diverse talent management. So while you might be only able to um, see two of those lines, but at least it has who your target audience is and maybe that one solution you can um, hit. Um, and then also, once you do have your bio, again, make sure it makes sense. Put your free your free item in there that they can download, where they can reach you. There have been people that you go into their bio, we're doing like this Black History program. And we told all the audition um, individuals, hey, if you're auditioning, make sure you have Instagram connected because we're going to connect with you on Instagram. What happened over and over again? People came on stage and they didn't have Instagram. And now we are like, listen, we'll have to keep rolling. Um, please attach it and we'll come back around to you. And um, that's why it's so important to be ready because you never know when you have that op opportunity open for you. We had somebody sign up yesterday from Clubhouse. I don't even know where they came from. I know I was in there. The information is in the bio. And I'm just like, OK, they signed up from the email list. OK, great thing. We made a connection, but I made sure my bio was effective. And again, just like Tyra said, when you go into those spaces and you have that one minute two minutes. Sometimes they give you a nice little time to talk because it's not really timed. It's based off of the moderator. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Talk about it confidently. Already have, if you go into a room, listen to what they're talking about. Prepare, already have a plan of how you're going to execute and what you're going to say. And then when they do call you up or when you have that opportunity, drop it Drop, I mean, I don't even want to say the song. Y'all know the song that's out there where everybody's dropping it. They show up. But anyway, <laughs> but 
But make sure you drop those nuggets effectively when it is time for you to talk. But again, be strategic about when you're going on there. You heard create a plan. Um, don't over consume. It's about application because like we talked about earlier, we have a lot of people that are saying, I want to get to the next level of this person or that person. But spending hours on Clubhouse is not how you do it. Get the data, get the information, make the connections, but then apply it. Make sure you're strategic in everything that you do. Um, and then you'll see it like blow up effectively, your business and your brand and so on. So uh, I know typically we ask rise or fall towards the end of our conversation. But do you guys see that anything could go wrong with Clubhouse? And then, like I said, we'll close it up and, you know, really allow people to take this information in but then apply it yeah i think for me i don't i think i think it's the general could go wrongs could go right with with any social media platform uh it's the use of the user um you could over consume you could run into the wrong rooms you could um consume negativity all day you could consume positivity all day i think it just depends on you as the person what you create because there's too many conversations that I have with individuals on Facebook, Instagram, and they say, man, I just stay off of social media because it's so negative. That's your fault. You control who you follow. You control and on Clubhouse. You control what rooms you go in. You control what posts you see on social media. And this is no different. Just be mindful that when you get into these rooms, what are you looking for? And like, what what is the thing that you're trying to gain? Because you can easily turn social media into like negative media when in the when when really you can turn it into positive media you could turn it into business media you could turn it into networking media like you can use these social media platforms as tools to really grow yourself and let's talk about just personally let's say i don't want to create a business or anything like that right i'm just trying to level up within the workplace look you can take the same principles and then go drive it back into what you're doing at work and they will work i've done it myself so just realize that it's not necessarily that something will go wrong. It'll go wrong if you make it go wrong, because that's your decision in, in the areas that you decided to look into. And from my perspective, I'm looking purely at the business model, not the end user. So Clubhouse is going to grow. They're, they're going to open it up to Android users, which is going to flood because there are more Android users than there are Apple. So it's going to flood. Can they handle that as it comes in? Will they be able to control because there's already complaints about some of the rooms and the, what's being talked about in those rooms? Will they be able to filter content and control it? It's free right now. There's already look at adding a space for creators and allowing them to monetize. So that means bringing ads in. And we already have ads in Facebook. We have ads in IG. We have ads in YouTube. Will they begin to charge so you can get rid of the ads and then how many people will pay? Will they sell? Because if they reach a certain valuation, those guys may say, hey, look, we don't want to continue to run this. We'll sell out to another larger company. I mean, one of their companies, well, one of um, the companies that he started before, he sold to Pinterest. So when you sell, how will that gaining company or corporation treat the product, treat the app? Is it a tool that they pour into and that they love because they want to bring people together and that's their vision or is it a part of their portfolio? So apps come and go. I mean, the ones that MySpace, Black Planet, all, <laughs> highschoolclub.com, collegeclub.com, 
these things have been and they've came and they've gone. And so that happens because they either sell or we move to something different. Facebook, IG, Twitter, they have lasted. I mean, IG got bought by Facebook. So did WhatsApp. And we talked about that before. And are they monopolizing? So when Facebook looks at a platform like Clubhouse, it's like, hmm, a competitor. Should we create something similar and bring it to our platform or should we buy them? So looking at the pure business model, it just depends on how the ownership goes, what they decide to roll out, if they can keep up with all the users. That would be the only thing that I can see. And technology evolves so fast. Somebody is out there already thinking about what's missing from this product. Yes, I love that. And one of the things that they have done that I think you guys can learn from before we close is that they host these uh, town halls. And in the town halls, you have all the founders, everybody behind the scenes that gets on and they hear the complaints and issues. So they'll read some questions live. They've even incorporated certain things because of the complaints that they've heard from those that utilize it. And I think that's so effective. Um, there's one young lady that um, you know I followed in a room that followed me back and she created a petition. And the petition is because she um, had a stalker. So you know she had a stalker and this person was somebody that was following her around that she saw in her clubhouse. So she's just like, you know, now she's asking for another layer of protection from people who, um, you know, you might have some run-ins with. So you have people who are complaining or they have these um, inputs to make the app better. And the beautiful thing is you see them live, getting in the club, you can ask them questions and they're addressing those concerns and implementing them. So you update and then there's a change. So I think that's the beauty as well that makes them stand out. They're not only, um, they hear the complaints, but then you are seeing they're interacting with their clients and customers. They're taking the feedback and they're even shouting out the people that implemented or requested that change to say, hey, so-and-so um, requested this change. So we've implemented it. And they not only say it on the town halls, they also do it in the update information that they post on there. So what can you do? Again, we're not perfect. What are you doing to make sure that you are um, learning and understanding the issues of your clients and customers, those that are your target audience? And then what are you doing to implement that? And again, it's also strategy when they put in the notes, oh, at so-and-so requested this. So thank you for requesting this. Again, that's building that loyalty, that connection, because now I'm going to feel great because I'm like, wow, Clubhouse made a change because of me. Even the app picture that they utilize, they've picked different people on the app to highlight. So it's all strategy. Um, so again, with any app, any organization, any business, even as you're an entrepreneur, there are going to be some things, um, some hiccups on the road. But what's going to make you different? What are you going to do to make the adjustments so you're long lasting and you're not like Facebook? You're not like, Bluff, excuse me, not Facebook, but you're not like a Black Planet. You're not like the blockbusters in the world, um, blockbuster. Uh, and you end up basically fading out over time because you didn't do the work necessary to cater to your audience and to those that you're trying to connect to. So that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, hopefully you learned something about Clubhouse. Shout out to your Android users. So maybe it makes it more attractive for you uh, when they do finally open up the doors for you. But again, in any space that you're going into, make sure that you have a plan. Make sure that you go in knowing what you want to do um, and utilize it to your uh, to your best ability. So um, before we close out, any last words, ladies and gentlemen or gentlemen only, because I'm the only lady. So you, Corey. Yeah, so before we go, look, I'm telling you, all this can be a powerful platform for you. Um, 
And so I know we always talk about Master P and how you got to be body body. But look, today, today, I'm going to say, look, you got to you got to make Clubhouse be where the money reside. Hey, where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? <laughs> Yo, I love it. You gotta it. make it where the money reside. And hey, and I'm not even talking about just like physical money. Like there's so much money in like knowledgeable wealth, like emotional wealth, like like where the money reside. And you can get it. I mean, if you do, just go in there with a plan. Figure out how you're gonna use the platform to your advantage. And if you do that. That's where the money resides. Thank you for listening into another episode of Internal Fire Presents the Act and Lead series. It's one thing to get information, but it's another thing to apply it. So leaders out there, take this information. How can you apply it in how you manage, how you lead, how you do things in business, how you continue to move forward? And as we always say, we don't just lead, we mix action with leadership. Tune into a next episode next week and learn more about us at actleadconsulting.com. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. unlocking the fire within thank you all for tuning in let's grow speak fire speakfire.com speak fire with a y we have a new episode that comes out every monday at 4 a.m are you going to be up with us deuces